The following podcast contains explicit language and content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, sorry. Welcome to the Kispooky Podcast, where two married guys share stories of paranormal encounters, urban legends, true crime, and other scary things from around the world. I'm Kevin. And I'm Andres, and we're switching it up today. Sure. I feel like we always say that. Reporting live from another bitch's business. (laughs) Exactly, but um, this is not a regular episode. This is a cheeky sode. Cheeky sodio numero numero cuatro. Okay. So this is where we read your stuff. This is when we don't talk about us. We talk about you. And then we talk about your stories. Yeah. The stories that you sent us. Yeah. You. you. That was weird. <laughs> and it's kind of raining right now, so you might hear some stuff in the background. Yeah. ASMR. So I got f- six. Did we do six last time? I don't remember. I got four sorry six i got six emails that i'm going to be reading maybe more if we have time um that the listener sent wow do you want me to go first and then you will be reading instacrack stories okay instagram. and if you want us to read your stories you can send them to us if you want instagram or our email yeah at podcast at gmail.com or what's our instagram hold on i got it oh god no i don't oh at, sorry at guest podcast there you go do it now if you want we're getting close to the holidays too yeah it's de- december this is the birthday special yeah it's jesus's birthday no mine what the fuck this is coming <laughs> you tomorrow. and jesus okay <laughs> Do you want to go first? Sure. All right. We got a submission from Aron Aron Carita de Corazon. Thank you, Aron. Hello, Kevin and Andres. I started listening to your podcast this week, and I absolutely love it. Y'all are so funny. Recently, I listened to the first Chiquisoda, and the discourse about Catholic churches having a really dark aura stood, stood out to me. The ultimate theory of churches containing the demons and bad energies of church goers made a lot of sense. However, I think there may be another factor to the paranormal activity in churches, specifically the paranormal activity in California missions. I've been to a few of these missions and they all had a very similar vibe. The air became thick. You feel like you're being watched and sometimes it feels like there's someone walking beside you. I believe there may be a historical reason to the activity in the California missions. Many of these missions were built on Native American land. The missionaries would enslave the natives in the area, justifying their actions by pushing the narrative that this was a missionary's duty to teach the ways of God to Native Americans. Many Native Americans died in this mission due to poor conditions, negligence by the missionaries, and in some cases, torture. 
A few years ago, I went to the mission San Antonio de, Paula, de Padua. I remember this mission specifically because the aura in the mission was so dark and overbearing that I took one step into the building and wanted to leave immediately. I remember passing by a Native American cemetery beside the mission and feeling a great sense of dread. The plots were unmarked and barren. There was no care put into where these people were laid to rest. After leaving the mission, I cried in the car because I was so overwhelmed from the pressure I felt in that place. I'm not sure if other people have noticed the weird energy in missions, but it may be something you guys may be interested in looking into. Thank you for lis- thank you for listening to my story. Can't wait for the next month's episode. Best, Aaron. I wonder if he's still listening because he sent this message in March. Sorry, Oof. Aaron. Yeah, we we're a little um, backed up a little bit. We're a little backed up, and we're embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. This is embarrassing. Well, thank you. Thank you for submitting your story. I mean, it's possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, and it's not a criticism of religion. It's more of criticism towards people that abused others. I mean, there's documented record of that. This is true. There's they like I've seen so many ghost specials where they've uh, like investigated missions in California specifically for the reason that he said. Mm-hmm. And those were good episodes. Yeah. Like, there seemed to be, like, really bad paranormal activity that happened there, so. Or, like, the um, uh, the story that Kim sent us when she investigated, um, like, an Indian school. Wow. That has history. Yep. So. A lot of history, unfortunately. Very sad. So, uh, my turn? Um, I can read another small one. <clears throat> oh, sure. Okay, I just found out you guys not too long ago, thanks to TikTok. I literally binged your podcast, and there were so many things I wanted to comment on, but what really caught my attention was the episode on La Gran Familia, because one, my last my last name is Verduzco, two, my family is from a small rancho just outside of Zamora, Michoacán. I was shook that was the first time hearing about this story. I'll definitely have to dig deeper and see what else I can find, and I can't remember the episode number, but... It's one of your more recent ones where you guys are talking about dreams. I have a story. When my ex and I broke up, I was torn between giving him a second chance or not. Primos, when I tell you I had such a scary dream about it, let me tell you. From what I remember from this dream was that we were at a house party in the middle of nowhere. I didn't recognize the house. We were dancing and we heard pounding on the door. Three loud knocks. In the dream, we thought it was the police, so we decided to leave. We ran out of the side door hand in hand and when I looked back at him, his face was a ghost. I don't know how to describe it. It was like a ghostly skeleton face, and when I tried to reach out as if as if his whole being diminished in front of me, that's when I knew the relationship was over. Oh my god. Ma'am, all I have to say is that dream Wait, was trying sorry. to tell you Who something. Was, that from? was that the same person? No, different person. Did they decide to remain anonymous? Uh they didn't specify, so I don't want to say it out loud. Okay. Understandable. Yeah, I'll just err on the side of caution. But ma'am. That dream was trying to tell you something. It was trying to say, dump that man. That's so scary. It is. There have, I like, I've had creepy dreams like that before. None that told me to dump you, but <clears throat> more like skeleton faces, being chased. And it has something to do with what I'm being stressed out about. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was her subconscious trying to tell her that, like, it was time to let go. Like, yeah. that relationship was dead and he was a ghost. And, and he was a stressor in her life. Yeah. And he 
diminished in front of her. Sorry. He evanesced in front of her. So sometimes dreams are a really good indicator of things that you need to do in your waking life. Mm-hmm. They might not be like exactly, obviously they're silly sometimes or they're weird, but it's their way of like decompressing and processing what's happened to you or like traumas that have happened to you or, or maybe things that you're stressed about. Yeah. And so I think there's something to say about like when you have a dream and especially if you wake up the next day and you can remember and it sticks with you. Mm. That's because to me, it's something important that you need to pay attention to. Yeah. It's definitely a way that you talk to yourself, that your subconscious, that something that you may not want to come to terms with that eventually comes to the surface and makes you have to deal with it. Yeah. So, well, well, thank you for sending that in. Thank you, Anonymous, because I'm not going to say who you are. I don't know if I should remain... I mean, they gave me their name, so I don't know if I should... Just first name is fine. I, I mean, I do not like first giving... Le- first letter. A. Okay, B. this is uh, R. Okay. Rodrigo. <laughs> no. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is actually from January, and I'm so sorry, because it's almost been a year. So, hey, I was going to send this on Instagram, but it's too long... I have three stories I want to share. I'm from South Carolina, Southern Mexican, also a Nosaba kid too. First one is, when I was around 10 or 11 years old, I lived in a trailer park with all my friends living around the block. I remember I got done playing with PlayStation in my friend's house and it was late and it was time for me to go home since I wasn't supposed to be outside at all because my parents were at work and I'm supposed to be at home. LOL, but it was already nighttime and around 9 or 10 and I needed to be home before my parents got home from work. So I started walking home from my friend's house, which he lived the road behind me, and I could have cut through the woods and make it home fast, but knowing how scary and dark that shit looked, I was like, um, I'm gonna walk my ass around, get them calories burning. So I walked to the road instead. When I was getting close to the main road towards my house, I seen a figure of a little girl that was walking towards the light pole, and then went behind the trailer, disappearing out of my eyesight. I seen her with both of my eyes, and I was shocked of what I had I'd just seen. I asked myself why there was a little girl outside and why she was by herself with no adult around her and this wasn't even common around here so I said fuck that and ran home. I was a chubby kid but I didn't stop until I got home. When I got home I was scared to walk around there at night or even daylight. I didn't even go outside for a week after that. Yes I guess I learned my lesson but the crazy part is that a girl passed away not too long ago before I seen that figure. She passed and I seen the figure a week later. So I think it was her spirit still running around playing and she's also lived a trailer or two away from where i seen her here's an article i'm just now seeing that it happened 12 years ago wow i bet he ran fast too yeah he linked a a news story article oh my god wow of two men that were charged in the murder of a three-year-old girl what the fuck is wrong with people that kill children like what is wrong with them um but i mean they caught them so they were charged that is scary. That is upsetting. Yeah. Okay, second story. Sorry if my voice sounds weird. I'm still recovering from... Being sick. He was sick, sick for like two weeks. <laughs> no, it's only been a week. Okay, this is the second story. Uh, this is this story is what my dad told me what he experienced in Mexico, in Oaxaca. He was working in Las Cañas up there, basically in the fields, and that they got out late one night from work, but on the way home... They were riding a tractor, pulling another trailer in the back, so the road wasn't 
its best. I think it was gravel roads. It was so bumpy and shaky. So my dad told me that the road they came through was plain dark and that the only light they had from was from the tractor. No phone, no fire stick or anything. My dad told me in that road they came and they come and kill people or drop off dead bodies there because it's far in the field and no one can hear your scream or near the gunshot or hear the gunshots. So occasionally they come across corpses of people besides that besides that back to the story. He told me that the trailer unhooked from the tractor and the one driving it told my dad to go get it hooked up, so my dad agreed. And once he got down and went to fix it while looking agachado like crouched down, he finally looked up and seen someone with a white dress right beside him. No, hell no, fuck that. Mm -mm, No, (laughs) no. But he didn't see its face. He immediately looked down and ran towards the other guy and told him to start the engine and to start accelerating because he seen a female beside him. He closed his eyes out of fear and thankfully he did not react to that quick because he would have known if he didn't close his eyes while looking at this figure, it could have scared him or it could have scarred him for life or either he would have died at that point. So I'm glad and glad he reacted so fast. Ooh, that was quick, dude. Ooh. I mean, if you see someone standing next to you, what's your reaction? Close my eyes and run. Yeah, I mean, that's what you would want to do, but I mean, I would want to look. It's like, who's say who's what that? the fuck? Who are you? We just had COVID two years ago. Back up. <laughs> like, can you stand away? I'm still coughing. No respetan. Quítese. Like, back up. Back up. Quítese, viejo peludo. Quítese. <laughs> well, he, they said it was a a woman in a dress. So. She's still a viejo peludo. Quítese. Viejo peludo. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, that that is that is scary. Wow. Yeah, viejo peludo. Yeah. A viejo peludo. Yes. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm a viejo peludo. Mm. Anyway, so the third story is, so I'm a single father of one, got pregnant at a young age. I was just turning 17 when I was pregnant. Now me and the mother of my son are not together anymore. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> but we both like, did, I thought he was a guy. But we both did experience something that will forever be engraved in our hearts. I'm going to call her P for now, but... We was coming home from a quinceañera party, and it was around one in the morning. Me and P was getting off the car and started walking towards the house. P was nine months pregnant at the time, I think, lol. But anyways, my baby was still in the womb. And so whenever we got in front of the doorsteps, we heard three knocking, and we were still outside, not even inside yet. Me and P looked to the right where we heard the knockings, and we didn't see anyone. And I assumed it was the neighbor's. Just trying to scare us, but it was one in the morning, so who was up that late at that time? P was really scared, and we both looked at each other and whispered, there's no one there, so who's knocking? I felt as I was getting watched by something and everything. I felt some weird vibes, and I didn't tell P anything because she was pregnant, and she don't fuck with any paranormal kind of thing like I do. So we got in the house fast and locked the door and went to the room, and I locked my window just in case. You know, we just basically got ready to go to bed, and we fell asleep. But later it was already that, under the bed, babe. It was already under the bed. But later you that night, up. around three in the morning, we heard three knockings again, but this time in our room, like inside the walls or something like no. that. No. Nope. It woke, it woke us up so fast, I tried to shake it off and tell Pete to just go to sleep. Everything's okay. I was scared, but I didn't let it fear, I, I didn't let it fear me, so I... I just said it was a squirrel or a rat in there, even though I know it wasn't either of them. But I convinced myself and P it was all that because I know demons or any kind of 
spirit can sense fear, so I tried not to feed it any fear. The worst part is that I live in front of a graveyard, but the graveyard ain't like one of the creepy kind with the creepy church. It's maintained well, and it looks nice. Oh, so instead of regular ghosts, they got rich ghosts. Oh, they got well-taken-care-of ghosts. Yes. I cannot believe that every time we try to record, for some reason, Venus always is like, Mm, five-star dinner time. Mm. <laughs> Let me drag my And bowl. she drags her fucking food bowl in the hallway, well, and she's like... Last time, last time it was Leo. Ugh, they're always fucking eating. That's why they're fat. Before we moved in the house, there was a weird rock inside the house from a previous owner. I don't know if it's to prevent spirits from coming in or to protect us, because, again, we live in front of a graveyard. So I just know that we moved, that we moved it outside, and it's been there ever since. Nothing ever really happened besides that knocking, though. And they provided a photo of the rock. Honestly, you probably should have started with that. Like, hey, by the way, we uh, live across the street from a graveyard. That's scary. Oh, okay. No, immediately no. I would be scared to look out my door or out the window at any time of the day. Night, day, wherever. Well, night. Yeah. I would be telling my fucking, like, people that I know. I saw a ghost the other day and it was just some girl walking in front. (laughs) She was going to the corner store and I'm over here like... It was a teenager, and she was dead. I know. <sighs> okay, so the fourth one. Even though this one is a bonus, LOL, and is not from my perspective, but from the mother of my son's perspective, she claims that her mom seen a bruja in the back of her house. She claims she seen a ball of fire or some s- source of light that flied behind her house and disappeared, and that the house they live in, Segun, has a ghost child roaming around the house. The mother of my son claims she seen this ghost up in the attic, where there's a window up there, and they sealed the fuck out of that attic, so they can't go up there. Uh, she used to see the ghost back then, and just now seeing him again, and that's when she called me crying one day while I was at work, and I came to pick her up and brought her to my house. She also claims to see a black figure there, too. Girl. What? There's a lot going on at the house. There's a lot going on in the house. And Wait, why no, would they it's s- a different house, right? Why would they seal off the attic? Yeah, this is a different house. Okay. But why would they seal off the attic? Just don't buy houses. Don't, don't buy, buy a house with an anymore. attic. No, don't buy a house at all. <laughs> live Not in a in box. This economy, mama. <laughs> no, live in a box. You can't even do that. Not it's in like, these interest rates, mama. Because somebody's going to stick a knife through the cardboard and you're going to get stabbed. I was still talking about a house. There's but, no protection okay. in that in that cardboard box. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, sending those in, uh, R. That is what I'll be referring to you. R. Rodrigo. I, in case you are listening to this, I tried emailing you back, um, but it looks like... Your emails bounce back. That Yeah, the emails bounce back. So Delete so some sorry. emails, bro. It's possible that your inbox is full. I'm so yes, sorry Your inbox that. is very full. Please delete some emails. Okay, and that was it from that. Okay. Thank you so much for sending those in. I have one from NM, and that's all I'm going to call her. Okay. Hello, so I have binged all of our, all of your episodes. I feel like I've known you guys since forever, so thank you for having this podcast. I have a few paranormal stories that I have encountered during my life. The most recent one being deja vu of me listening to the Hong Kong Bermuda Triangle story while doing my makeup in the car, which never happens because never... Er- Never early. She's late like us. She's a real girl. She's just like me for real. Yeah. Also, I remember you mentioning mirrors a few episodes back and during the same episode. It's bad to have a mirror in front of your bed. 
especially if your feet are facing it. The mirrors are considered portals to other dimensions. So if you sleep in front of them with your feet facing them, it sends the mirror your energy in order to open portals for spirits and demons to come in. Also, if you want me, if you want to know other things, paranormal, feel free to ask me. I don't mind. Keep up the good work. But then she says, I have a story. And I said, okay, tell me the story. Oh, she said we can use her name. Okay. Her name's Nurai. We lived in a house at the time. I remember there was a small creek behind our, in our yard. I don't remember much from this time, but what I remember is from a dream that I had a few years ago. And some recollecting from my sister's dream too. In my dream, there was a girl with black hair that fell to her mid-back and dressed in light colors. Her eyes were brown, and if anyone could see her, they would think she was alive. We would play all day in my backyard, and in this dream, she had showed me how she died. She replayed the last moments before she died. She was sitting by the big tree right beside the creek, in this case since it was bigger than normal. She was reading from her book, and something had caught her attention in the water. She placed the book aside and had gotten up to lean in to see what it could be. She felt a push from behind her, and she fell in. She had bumped her head on a rock or something that made her lose consciousness, and she drowned. At the moment she showed me she had drowned, I saw a black shadow standing a bit away from the accident with a girl. In my dream, I felt like I knew the shadow as he would always appear around me and my family, and the shadow knew me. Only she came back to stand beside me, she would look at the shadow and it would disappear. Then we would go about my day as if nothing happened. In my dream, as I go playing around with the girl, I see my little sister crawling behind us to play too. I woke up shortly after as I had come back into my body. Throughout the dream, I saw everything from outsider's perspective. Anyways, the next morning or the morning after that, my younger sister told me about the same dream I had except it was in her toddler point of view. She described the girl to a T and, had, and I had never mentioned the ghost girl ever to her or anyone. When she told me of the same dream, that was when I knew it was a memory of the past. To this day, I still remember the feeling of the dream and the girl. There was a fast forward in the dream as well. We were moving away from the house and the girl kept pulling me away from going into the car. My sister remembers seeing the girl pull me away from the car as my mom pulled me towards it. She was already inside the car as this was happening. I mentioned that part to my mom and she had agreed that there was weird stuff happening in that house and the day we moved, I had trouble getting in the car. That I kept fighting her. That's weird. Wow. That was fucking weird. Okay, short story number two. I was a few months old when this happened. My mother told me this. There were nights and days where I couldn't sleep at all. I'd be giggling at odd hours and then start crying at random times too. She had mentioned that some mornings or afters she would see I would have pink marks on my face. As if someone was pinching my cheeks. In those moments I would start crying. And it happened so much that one day my mother had enough and she spoke up. She said, this may not be word for word, laugh out loud. Si usted es Rosa, la abuela de ella, por favor no, no, no tocarla ni molestarla. La está lastimando. Yo sé que la quiere cuidar, pero por favor de hacerlo sin molestarla. After she said that, I was left alone. I would still experience stuff, but not as much as I was finally able to be a normal baby. Can you translate that for us, please? Yes, she says, If you're Rosa, her grandma, please... Don't touch her and don't bother her. You're hurting her. I know that you love her so much. Visit her, but don't bother her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So how did, I guess, like, how did her mom know that it might be her grandma? 
Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Well, that was very nice, though. That wasn't, like, scary. I mean, I kind of want to know if they stopped after that. Like, if those markings stopped showing up after that. Well, she said she went back to being a normal baby. Oh, okay. So it was well, like, that's true. It was like she told her, she told the grandma, like, I know you love her, but you're hurting her. So please yeah. visit her without bothering her. Mm-hmm. So, and it was like, it maybe it was the grandma because it listened. Yeah, that's true. So interesting. Do you want me Very to read intuitive. you another, you want me to read you another short story? By them? No, it's from somebody else. Okay, well, yeah, sure, go ahead. It's from <laughs> E, E-N-G. And she didn't really tell us if we could say her name, so I'm not going to. Okay. Hi, I was listening to the newest episode and y'all were talking about mirror stories and y'all should definitely do that for a future episode. Hmm. We still haven't done it. I really want to. This was from back in May. So, I mean, it's, we should probably do a mirror story. I have a story, but it's kind of short. So in my room, I have two mirrors. Yes, I know they open door. Yes, I know they open doors, laugh out loud, but I never really thought about anything bad happening to me. But these mirrors kind of faced each other. And one night I woke up at 3 a.m. And from the angle my mirrors are, I can see into my kitchen. And when I looked at my mirror, I could see my stove and light on. And right in front of the stove light, there was a man. He was in all black, but I could feel him looking straight at me. I closed my eyes to make sure it was real and it was still there. I literally had to tell myself it was not real and to go back to sleep. But till this day, I can literally still see it in my dreams. Wow. Baby. Was it like a dream then? Or does she mean like... It it was so real, like, she really did see it, but it's been, like, engraved in her mind that now she, like, dreams about it. I don't know, but they always say it. Oh, so, <clears throat> I've heard this talked about before. So, before, people would light candles at night, right, and mm-hmm. leave them on so that spirits could find their way home, right? Uh-huh. Well, that got appropriated into leaving your stove light on so that spirits could find their way home. And it's, so, it's kind of, like, translated into modern time. And so a lot of families will leave their stove light on in their kitchen so spirits can find their way home. That's where it comes from. So, Miss Ma'am, you left the light on, a spirit moseyed on in your house to try to find its way home. (gasps) Oh my God. I've never heard of that. It stayed. You've never heard of that? Yeah. No. I specifically only have heard it from Hispanic families and black Mm. families. I've only ever heard it talked about like in those circles. Because I remember, too, my mom would leave the stove light on uh-huh. when we went to sleep. I didn't leave any lights on because the electricity bill. But okay. Understandable. It Yeah, it's not that much. It's not that much difference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, some people have money to splurge. I do not. Oh, yeah. Okay. My turn. Okay, this one was actually a response. I'm sorry if I... I was trying to look in the email to see if we were allowed to give your name so i will say jay okay this was actually a response from one of them like one of the episodes that we did um i think last year so i don't know if they gave us permission to use their name so i'm just gonna say jay hello kevin and andres i just realized that i never replied back i recently caught up with your episodes and was super happy that you shared my story thank you i wanted to share some creepy stories of my life after serving a religious mission though the creepy stuff stopped for a few months it eventually picked up again when i decided to move out of my parents house in 2020 i was excited and sad to leave my childhood home wait is this 
Jay, the one that told us about um, that she went on a mission and the girls could see her like being distressed while she was sleeping. Yes. Oh, that one was scary. I still remember that story. I was very excited. Or I was excited and sad to leave my childhood home. It was especially hard to leave my family behind and be on my own. My longtime friend and I had found an apartment close to where we worked. When we first moved in, I had just ordered a new mattress so I didn't have a bed to sleep in. I bought an air mattress to have somewhere to sleep in the meantime. During laundry day, I was taking off the sheet from the air mattress when I noticed it was a handprint next to where I would lay my head. At first, I thought it was my hand because the air mattress had this suede texture. I rubbed my hand on the mattress to see if that it would leave a print on it, and it did not. I did... I got even more freaked out when I noticed that the handprint was smaller than mine. It looked very skeletal. I took a video of the handprint and sent it to my uncle. He's very religious and told me he would come and give a blessing to the apartment. That night, he came over with another church member. I took them to my room and showed them the handprint. He tried to wipe it, but it wouldn't go away. I asked him if everything was okay. And he said that everything was okay, but he gave me a worried look to the... He gave a worried look to the other church member. I know he was lying to not over, overreact, but I got even more scared. He told me to delete the video and to not give it attention. He went to get a wet cloth and rubbed the air mattress, but, and he was able to remove the handprint. We went downstairs, and they started the prayer to bless the apartment. During the prayer, I felt very uncomfortable, and the apartment felt very dark and quiet. When they were done, the atmosphere felt light, and all fear went away. He told me if anything else happens to let him know. They both left, and even though everything seemed fine, I still felt very scared to go into my room. Slept, slept in my roommate's room that night. The following days, my roommate kept hearing someone calling her name upstairs. Our apartment has an upstairs and downstairs. Upstairs is where the two rooms are and a full bathroom. When I would be in my room and she was downstairs, she would always be like, Did you call me? And I would assume that I, I would assure her that I didn't. And she would go back, she would go days asking if I called her until one day when I was in my room listening to music, I heard it for myself. It sounded like a woman softly calling out her name. I freaked out and I didn't say anything and just ignored it. Another time I was watching Netflix very late at night. I had my AirPods on and the volume was pretty high, so there was no way I could hear any noises in my room. While watching a movie, I heard a soft, hey, in my left ear. I immediately paused the movie and took the AirPod out to listen to my surroundings. Everything was quiet. Both of my black cats woke up and jumped on my bed, one laid on my chest and the other right next to my left ear. They both started purring. Trying not to freak out, I figured it was the movie and the cats were just cold. I went back to continue watching the movie, but I felt very uneasy. I rewinded the movie to make sure that the hay came from it, but there was nothing. That night, I held onto my cats so tightly and they were the only reason I was able to fall asleep. I know people say that black cats are bad luck, but my fur babies have always brought a comfort to me. So here's a picture of my cats, Wednesday and Kai. Thank you so How much cute. again for taking the time to read my stories. Wednesday, like the Netflix special. Which reminds me, that Netflix special is out, if you guys haven't watched it yet. This Jenna Ortega. She served. Well, Jay, thank you for your stories. Thank the you follow for up. your response. Yeah, yeah. the follow-up. That's really scary that the... Paranormal things seem to follow you. Yeah, that's a very a little concerning that your uncle didn't want to let you know what he knew. I mean, it was good that he was able to take care of it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, 
it's like, well, you can't protect me for everything. Like, yeah, do what you got to do, but at least let me know what I'm dealing with. You To me, it's like, you saw that, and I saw that, and me seeing you trying to pretend and rationalize it away is more scary yeah. than actually acknowledging what the fuck just happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, to me, it's like, wow, this adult person is rationalizing it away because they're so afraid of what is going on. Yep. So then it makes you more scared. You're like, like this other adult is just as scared as I am. So now I'm really afraid because somebody else is scared. Mm-hmm. Like, like they know something I don't know. Like, yes. what should I be scared of? Exactly. Yeah. That's so that is weird. very concerning. And yeah. the, the whole, the voices that you hear in, um, in the apartment, that's a little concerning, concerning too. Yes. This is why whenever people call me from a different room, I don't fucking answer. You can come look for me. Unless it's me saying, hey, look at my TikTok that I sent you. Yeah, because why would a ghost say that? (laughs) And if the TikTok is good, like, I don't care if a ghost said it. If it's funny, I'm going to laugh. If a ghost sent it and it's good, I'm like, LOL, send me more. But then I'll be like, where's that rent? Because you're in my house. True. Okay, so I got one from Miss Honey. Hi, my name is Daisy. I'm from Chicago. I've been binging your podcast for the past couple weeks and became obsessed. I was wondering if you guys knew anything about Starved Rock, Starved Rock Park in Illinois. I recently found out that there were three gruesome murders in the 60s and they also offer ghost tours in October. Hold on. We just went in October. Wait a minute. Okay. Yes, I do know a little bit about Starved Rock. Why who wants to know? Okay. I've been there a few times, but actually I did know that there were some murders there. Besides, this is those three murders are like beside the reason why it's called Starved Rock. Um, let me finish the story and mm-hmm. then you can tell us about it. That, oh, that's all I know. I'm sorry. Like, I just know that there were murders in that area. Oh, I thought before it became like I was like, let me read this first because this sounds like it's about to get good. No. I was like, let me clear the room for you. But okay, well, maybe that's something else we can look into for a future episode. Yeah, do some research on it. I've been there a few times and it's really nice. <laughs> so. So she continues and says, I actually also wanted to share one of my personal stories. For some reason, my family always experienced paranormal stuff. We've had so many things happen to us and we were once even told someone did brujeria on us, which is a complicated story. I could tell you guys if you want. These particular events happened around nine years ago. I was 13 or 14. During this time, I was experiencing sleep paralysis. It was a total of three times I had it and every single time I saw a black figure that scared me. The first time I had it, it was terrifying since it was my first time feeling the inability to move. The figure started off in the corner of the room, just seeming to watch me. It only went away when I looked down at my body to try to move it. The second time I had a sleep paralysis, the figure was in the corner again, and this time it seemed larger and closer. However, the third and final time I had sleep paralysis was the scariest time. My door is next to my bed on the right side, and when I woke up, I saw the figure in the door that was cracking it open. The figure slowly pushed the door more open and poked its head inside all while looking at me. Then went back out. It did the same thing again, poked its head, but this time a little further and went back out. Once more time it came, but this time it slowly came right next to me and bent down to eye level. I was so scared but I couldn't move or speak. The figure then placed a kiss on my forehead and went back behind the door. At this point, I was crying and however I regained a little bit of my movement on my fingers, which were on the side of my body. I saw the figure still at the door seemingly hesitant at first, but then it started to come towards me again. 
I was so scared I started to dig my nails into my thigh, urging myself to move, and it worked. I regained movement, blinked as hard as I could, and it was gone. That was the last time I ever had sleep paralysis. I'm now 22 and hope it stays like that. My mom suggested it was my grandmother who recently passed, but I knew it wasn't because of the utter terror I felt. I know the the presence of her could never do that to me. I'm still not sure what it was, just that I hope it never happens again. I used to sleep on my back, but because of sleep paralysis, I started sleeping on my side, always facing away from the door. Words to live by. Always sleep facing away from the door. Yep. She also sends like a little... um, I answered her and I was like, oh my God, is that is so scary. Are you okay now, Prima? And she said, yes, thank you, Primo, for asking. I'm okay. However, we moved about three years to a different house and this house has had some creepy activity. My brother has been scratched on the back. Out of the corner of my eye, I've only seen the back of someone's shoe go down the stairs toward the basement. The very first summer, my younger brother and I were home alone in our rooms when we heard a thump preceded by glass shattering only to find... uh, the coffee table on the living room shattered. And then she sends pictures of her little brother with the scratch back. Oh, shit. And then she sends pictures of the shattered coffee table. Oh, my God. That's scary. More shattered pictures of the coffee table. <sighs> also, this is carpet. So if you look at the carpet, there's footsteps and drag marks next to the table. I don't know if that has anything to do with well, it. They were probably there. But that's fucking creepy but- as fuck. What's what's concerning to me is that something was strong enough to break something. Wow. That is concerning. And that that entity being able to give you a kiss on the forehead, what was up with that? Hello. He was feeling a little romantic. You know, if I'm a like, dark um hello? If a dark entity though, like creaks open my door sticks its head in looks at me and then goes back in the hallway and then it sticks its head in again a little further Mm -mm. and then looks at me and then goes back in the hallway i would be out of that motherfucker so fast i'm screaming i'm screaming and shitting myself that to me and and it's like right next to you because your bed is literally right next to the door so you're Mm -hmm. right next to the door laying down that's creepy as fuck no i'm screaming and shitting absolutely not I would have been shitting and farting in that bed. <laughs> <laughs> and screaming. That is so gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know how you're going to react when you're scared. Like the other day when you scared me while I was on the treadmill. I swung And then at you, you fucking swung at okay, me. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but who does that? <laughs> I literally walked up to him and said, hello. He saw me, looked away, and I went around him and then I started yeah. talking to him again, and he punched me because I scared him when he had just seen <laughs> okay. me two seconds before. Because I, d- you went from one side to another, and I wasn't paying attention. I, I teleported around, actually, and I'm like, "Where did he go?" And then I feel you next to me, or I feel something next to me, and I know it was you. Anyway, besides the point, it was a viejo peludo. <laughs> that's <laughs> what scared you. <laughs> that's what it was. Um, if an entity does that, I'm screaming. But for it to fucking come up to me and give me a kiss on, like, a little kiss on the forehead, I'm like, hello? What are we? Feel like, oh, my God. Uh, like, what are we? <laughs> Leo just fucking touched my back. Your turn. This one was submitted to us by uh, Mark Anthony. I did ask um, what they would like to be referred to, and they said, I actually like going by Mark Anthony, so I'd appreciate that. The singer? You got it. Married to J-Lo? 
We got Mark Anthony in our email inbox. Is JLo divorced him? How dare you? Previously married to (laughs) JLo? Formerly known as JLo's spouse? (gasps) With the clothing line at Kohl's? Mr. JLo? Oh my god. This is not a paid sponsorship. I'm so sorry. Okay, so he says, Hola, primos. Just want to start by saying that my girlfriend and I love listening to your podcast, and we're right in the heart of the Metroplex in Oak Cliff, Texas. Texas. Oak Cliff. That's my hood. YouTube it. LOL. Texas. Wait, why do we need a YouTube it? I don't know. I'm kind of curious now. I want... Oak Cliff. Oh, yeah. Immediately after this, I'm going to watch a video of Oak Cliff, because I feel like that was... Put it up on the big screen. It enticed me. Like, what is... Why do I... Oak Cliff? What is there? What am I missing out on? What... Okay, hurry, because I now I want to. Anyway, I want to watch a video. I had a personal story from my childhood, from when I was probably around seven or eight at the time. We hadn't been in, in our new house for too long, maybe a couple years. It was my mom, my younger sister, who's two years younger than me, and then myself. During that time, my mother made sure we were a devoutly Catholic household, and this included us going to Sunday school and mass to get our weekly dose of Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus! Um, I'm not going to include the sentence that he said. Um. Well, that last in parentheses. Sorry. So, per our usual Sunday ritual, we'd wake up, brush our other teeth, get dressed, etc. Well, one day while we're getting ready, I'm in my mom's bedroom getting some dress socks for church. The dresser I'm looking through is in the opposite corner of my mom's bedroom door. Right behind me would be her per- her bed pressed against the wall with the headboard in the corner. I'll try to include a little sketch. As I'm looking through the drawer, I get that feeling that someone's looking at me. I'm not sure if you'll understand what I mean, where you feel like someone's staring at you and you can just sense it. So out of instinct, you just turn around and look in that direction. Sometimes you find someone looking at you and they'll quickly look away. Other times there's nothing. Well, this time, as I said, I instinctively turn towards the bedroom door and just past the foot of my mom's bed, I see a small pair of legs. A small pair of legs were wearing black medias or pantyhose. And of course, I just think it's my sister being a pain in the butt like always. So with my pair of socks in hand, I get up and say, Des, stop playing. I start to walk towards the foot of the queen-size bed, and before I can get to the corner, my sister steps into the doorway of my mom's room. She had been in the small washroom that was just outside my mom's room, apparently. She comes in and looks at me completely confused and says that she had she had been in the restroom brushing her teeth, wearing white pantyhose. I stop and process all this and pa- plainly ask if that was her who was just crawled around the corner and to the foot of the bed. Fuck no. Seeing as we're standing right by the foot of my mom's bed, we just take off running, gone, looking like Scooby-Doo and Shaggy looking for our mom. They fucking ran oh, in place for three shit. steps and then took off. <laughs> There's more to the experiences in my mom's house, but I thought I'd share this part as this was just my experience in that house. Hope you got a good read out of this and would be honored if you shared it on the podcast. My mom's family is extremely superstitious and we believe we're all sensitive to paranormal because of my grandma. But again, that's a story for another day. Take care, Penimos. Thank you, Mark Anthony. That was a good story. Oh, shit. That reminds me of your fucking story with your sister in the legs. Oh, shit. That's what I was thinking of too, but imagine like... Seeing the legs crawl, I'd be like, hello, babes, what are you doing? 
Leo, what the fuck, man? <laughs> he has Sorry. been like he's been ugh. on me, man. Like, leave me alone. Okay, I I know that this was like your personal experience, and you said that there's more that happened in the house. I kind of want to know more. Please send more in. When is this email from? Oh God, hold on. Probably like January. <laughs> oh my God, so Mark sorry. Anthony, please. Please, if you're listening to if us a year later, <laughs> send us more information. Okay, so he provided like a quick sketch of how it looks. Can you look at it? Of what looks? Like what? Of, like the, the bedroom. So That's... he was here. Mm-hmm. The legs were here. Mm-hmm. And they were crawling that way. Okay. Girl. Oh, my God. I didn't actually want to look at it because I wanted to feel, well, no, I wanted to feel what our, our listeners feel when we're like, look at this and they can't see it. I wanted to put myself in their oh. shoes for once. Okay. Uh, let me describe it to you. It's like you walk in and on the left side, it's a bed and on the right side, it's a dresser. And he was in the middle and he looks towards the door and he sees the legs crawling towards the bed. Does that make no, sense? Absolutely not. I'm move still out. shaking. I'd move out of that house. <laughs> I want to know more. Yeah. So the one I got is from She says we can share her her username. Petra Juanita knows best. I like that username. Ooh, yeah. It's that's cute. Good. Yeah. I love like <clears throat> how creative some people are with their uh Instagram usernames. Yeah. Mine's boring. Mine like, is too. So I'm like, ooh. Hello, guys. I would like to send an email with some hometown stories, but I can't find your email address. If you can be so kind to send it to me, please and thank you. It's podcast at gmail.com. I'll give it to you now. Okay. And then she says, I keep telling myself to email you guys, but about a spooky stories, pero se me olvida. I'm getting my petty done, so I would I will take the time to message you guys. Okay, first of all, I want to thank you for keeping me company and scared shitless at work. I am a male lady and it gets boring just listening to music. You guys make my day. I found y'all about two weeks ago. I'm still trying to catch up. I'm almost here. I'm on cheeky soda number two. Anyways, on to my stories. As I mentioned, I'm a male lady. The post office where I work as always gives, has given me a vibe. I'm never past six in there, but the clerks, the ones that separate the mail and the packages, shoot out. Do not stay late. I was talking to one of them and he told me that a little girl appears. A chill ran down my spine. He told me that one night as he was getting ready to leave, walking around, locking doors and fixing the hampers, the swinging doors moved and he saw a little girl standing there, just staring at him, clear as day, he says. My interest peaked so I began asking around more to different supervisors that stay late. One of them told me that they have seen hampers move and hear someone running around the hallways in the back. The hallways motion sensor so the lights come out come on when when someone walks by my supervisor says he hears someone walking around but no one's there the lights from the hallway come on when when he went to go look around and didn't see a soul in sight last sunday while i was at work yes we work sundays too we deliver packages no mail i went to the hallway to get my water bottle refilled as i stepped into the hallway i was waiting for the lights to come on nothing i felt like someone was staring at me i kept telling myself that it was just me overthinking I waved my hands to set the sensor on for the lights to come on. Nothing. 
Someone, please call OSHA. I felt something breathing down my neck. Oh, my God. I told myself, fuck this. I left without my water bottle. The building is so old, so I'm not surprised if it's haunted by the little girl that that has fun at the post office. Anyways, let me know if y'all want some more stories from my grandma, La Bruja. Love you, primos. Con mucho amor y respeto. Your local Cali prima male lady. You may share my username. P.S. I didn't proofread. Sorry. Yes, I took the liberty to go ahead and just clear it up while I was reading. Okay, that's fine. Nothing but respect for my boys and ladies in blue. Wow, thank you for submitting that. That was good. I'm There's- sorry that you can't have peace at work because you're clogged <laughs> in and you're just trying to do your job and no this fucking peace. little girl is running around doing crazy shit. She'll be knocking shit over. Uh-uh. Man, I'd be so mad if she's wasting my time on the clock by fucking shit up and she's not even there working. Oh my god, it's like having a child at work. I don't like having a child at all. <laughs> like, not even at home. That's so Why would scary. I want them at work? Oh my god, imagine you have a child at home, too. <gasps> That's fucking terrific. <laughs> no, I meant... <laughs> a child. I meant, like, you're you're trying to work, and a child is, like, knocking shit over, moving shit. And you're like, oh my That's god, That's literally okay. my worst nightmare. I'm, I'm, go- I'm off, I'm going home. And you get home and then there's another child. Coming. I'm like, oh my God. Summer of 2023. <laughs> a horror movie that's going to scare you. Children at your house. A child. A child. Just a regular child. The second part, the sequel, is two children at your house. No, that makes sense. Thank you so much, male lady. I really appreciated <laughs> your you. story. Yeah, that was... There's something um, dark-sided about postal offices. Yeah, that there's ghost children in them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You know, it probably might be that they make. Yeah, they used to make children work at post offices back <gasps> in the day. Oh my god! And sometimes they would get stuck in the hydraulic tubes. You just made that up. There is no I historical context or facts behind that. I absolutely you did. absolutely made that up. My <laughs> new goal for 2023 is spreading misinformation. Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah. man. laughs> so, it's like lying, but... Was I lying about confidence. the candle? Yes. Was I lying about the candle I talked about earlier? You're, you're never, so, never going to know. Oh, my God. Okay. My what turn. a ham. I'm a ham. This was sent to us by Jess a ghost thank you jess for clarifying what your name would like to be what you name like to be i don't know what i'm saying so when i was a kid eight years old my parents bought their first home and this house was built by the previous owner's dad but the couple ended up getting divorced and from what i gathered it was a bad divorce and the guy did not want to sell the house and the lady wanted nothing to do with it so i was always a ghost lover and lover of all things spooky when i was a kid Boy, I didn't even know what real ghost or spooky was till I got to this house. I wasn't even allowed to watch scary movies when I was a kid because my mom used to believe that those things, esas cosas feas, my mom's words, would come through the, te- the come through the television and into our home. My mom was very religious. Anyway, I wanted to scare my friends about our new home being haunted. Ooh. So I made up a story about the attic. Hey, speaking about misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, all the girlies are lying all in 2023, and we love it. We love it for them. So, <laughs> I'm rich. Okay, but lying to, like, make it sound scary? Girl, I get it. I get those sleepover Who didn't do that, though? slumber party movies. Talking about, like... Slumber party uh, stories. I don't know if anybody ever knows what I'm talking about. Like, one time I woke up, and, like, 
Brittany was sleeping next to my bed. And when she looked over, there's a man with an eye patch under my bed. And then he like jumped out and ran out the window. Shut the fuck up. Fast forward a few years and our attic was always covered after we bought it. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at you. Fast forward a few years and our attic was always covered after we bought it. My parents never went up there. And for some reason, my uncle decided he would check it just because but even he didn't go in all the way and just went in halfway and said okay i'm done it's like yep that is an attic so in this house i used to wake up feeling um like someone was nearby and there was like a dark cloud of nothingness hovering over me when i rubbed my eyes and looked up again it was gone so i thought maybe i dreamed it or it was just my eyes getting used to the dark mind you i was still laying down facing up um at the ceiling few months later i had the same feeling again and i saw it again but this time it looked like it was growing into a bigger shadow almost person-like y'all were feeding energy into it it was taking human shape i rubbed my eyes again thinking it was the same as before and my eyes are just adjusting to the dark except this time when i finished rubbing my eyes the shadow was still there a wave of panic started coming over me but out of curiosity i started getting up from bed and was about to walk towards it and it just flew out my door into the living room my mom always left the living room dimly lit in case we kids needed to use the bathroom at night so when this shadow left and went into the living room i was frozen of fear about what i would see and so my ass went back to sleep under my covers and wished for daylight to hurry up i can't remember how old i was but i had to be under 11 for sure oh end of note my room was the one at the very back of the house and to get to the living room from my room, there was a long hallway when you turn left, which is what the shadow did. Next story. This is the same house, by the way, but I would take care of my sisters at the age of 13, and so we would be home alone and I would play in my sister's room. There was no one else in the house, and there were times when I would hear footsteps walking towards my sister's room, and then it would just stop as if to stop at the front door, or at the foot of the door. I used to look out the window and door, but no one was there. And anyway, this noise was like slippers dragging across the bare floor. My sister's room also had floor, so if it came into the room, we would technically hear it too. But no, it always stopped at the foot of their door. I never told anything. I never told them anything because as the big sister, I didn't want to scare my little sisters. Years later, I confessed this to them after we all moved out of state and into a different place. They both confirmed that noise and remember it would remembered it well, but would ignore it because they thought maybe they're the only ones that heard it. And since I didn't freak out, then nothing must be wrong. So when we finally talked about it, I was about 21. So it had been a good eight years since those instances. That same night after talking about that, I was talking up late with a girlfriend around 3 to 4 a.m. Yes, I know witching hour but I had been safe from hauntings, for lack of better words, that I didn't think anything of it. Well, I had my Xbox boxed up in the closet, top shelf. I was taking it with me to my new place, so that's why I still had the box, lol. And that thing just fell out of nowhere. Nothing else fell. Nothing could have pushed it, and it's not like it was propped loosely for it to just fall. No wind, and even my friend on the phone was like, what the fuck was that? Which scared me even more, because... I was not near the closet and no one else woke up, so I thought maybe I just heard it louder. You know like when you're espantada and you may have heard things louder than they really were? Yeah, so no, my friend heard it too. When I told her what it was, I looked over to the closet and the lights dimmed a little bit. 
My dumbass has always been more curious about these things, and I've always said that curiosity killed the cat, and it'll be the death of me too, most likely. Well, those are just some stories, but I will be sending some more later. Thanks, guys. Love your podcast. Y'all should sell some merchandise like shirts or cups or shaker bottles for La Yerba Life Shakers de la Tia. Ooh. <laughs> Love a spooky <laughs> lover prima. Um, Can I just say the whole saying is, curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. So go ahead and investigate the creepy and the spooky because it's going to break you back if you die anyways. Per. Interesting. And... Hola, Yerba Life Tías, Dios, and Primas and Primos. I really want to know what the shadow thing was. Like, how it just flew out of her room and that she... It was a disembodied spirit that they were giving, they were feeding energy towards it. That's why it was taking a more corporeal form. Do you think more people in the family were aware of it then? And that's yes. why it became stronger? Yes. Girl, you better talk to your parents. See what they know. Yeah. See what they saw. Because her, even her deal, they didn't want to go into the attic. He Hell probably yeah. saw something or felt something there. I definitely want to know what he saw. Yeah. They definitely know something because I feel like for them not to go into the attic, there's a reason for it. But yeah, thank you so much for sending that in. If you have any more... um. You can always just email us again. My way. Yeah. Keep sending them. Keep sending them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. I'm just going to say MOJ. I don't see where she sent. We can say her name. So I'm just going to call her MOJ. Hi, Prima MOJ. Hey, Kevin and Andres. I started listening earlier this summer and I love y'all. I thought the Cheeky Soats were such a good idea from the first one I listened to. I knew exactly what the stories I wanted to share. Or no, sorry. Um,. Hey, Kevin and Andres, I started listening earlier this summer, and I love y'all. I thought the Cheeky Soats were such a good idea from the first one I listened to, I knew exactly what stories I wanted to share. I grew up in uh, in Mexico, in a small town between San Luis Potosí and Zacatecas. My grandparents on my dad's side were pretty well off back in the day and made their living raising and selling horses and cattle. The plot of land my dad grew up in consisted of their house and a big corral where my grandparents kept horses. My dad and one of my uncles later built their own home in the same plot of land, I'm assuming pushing the horses out. In this area, there are now three homes. As a child growing up in one of those homes, I remember adults who would stay over commenting on the horses at night. I guess I dismissed it because I didn't hear anything ever, so I didn't know what they were talking about. We did not have horses. None of the three houses owned any horses. Well, later my family moved to the U.S., but the last time I was there as now an adult, I remember hearing those horses at night. I wasn't afraid. It wasn't scary, really, but just weird that for the first time I heard what so many times adults around me talked about. They also never seemed to be afraid, more more like weird, huh? I don't know the history. It makes me want to ask now. Maybe the horses went through something traumatic that I didn't know of, or maybe just being pushed off their home as the family grew? Well, in my uncle's home next door, weird things happened there also. My uncle married a woman that was a teacher. Back back then, teaching in Mexico was kind of hard, mostly because you could be sent off three states away just because there was a position that was open. My aunt, as a teacher herself, would welcome other new teachers who needed somewhere to stay. However, they never seemed to last. Right away, they would move out even when it was clear they weren't ready to be on their own or had anything really set up. Later on, some of these people would confess confess that they left because they were afraid. They'd say they felt watched. Some would say they had seen a little girl standing in the hallway when they were supposed to be alone. Some said they would hear hear of voices when they were supposed to be alone. 
Growing up there and being over at my cousins all the time, literally next door, I never experienced anything like that or felt afraid of my aunts. Based on what happened with the horses, I would be a little afraid to be to stay at my aunt's house now as an adult. Oh, and that's shit. the end of her story. But I've told you before what people say. What? Si te toca, te va, te va a tocar. If it's your turn to see a ghost, you're going to see a ghost no matter how hard you try not to see one. But if you really want to see one and you're not meant to, you're not going to see him however hard you try. Wow. If you got the gift, you got the gift. If you don't got the gift, you don't got the gift. The girls that know, know. If you know, you know. If you know, Well, I'm, I do not have that gift. So I get it. But damn, that's... Yeah, I kind of want to know more about the, ho- the horses. Yeah, that's weird. Is it like, do they hear them neighing or that like spray they do with their nose? Or do they mm-hmm. hear them like clacking around on their little or clomping with their little horseshoes and stuff? Like yeah. what specifically makes them think that it's a horse? I'm thinking it's horse noises that they hear at night. Yeah. That's weird. That is very Especially strange. because they say the devil appears as a black horse. <gasps> what if it's the motherfucking devil outside that motherfucking house? Oh my God. That is a possibility. What was that movie with the with the red-eyed mule? I want to say it was The Right. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. I don't know what it is about horses. They freak me out. True. I think it's because they're it. huge and they can kill you with one kick if they wanted to. <laughs> me. They go, Kataka! I can You're do out. that. You're done. I'm, I can do that. When you hear that heart snap, <laughs> means you're done. Up. That's what the horse sang right before he killed somebody. <clears throat> you haven't heard that one in a while, huh? Okay, the next one was submitted to us by April. Abril. Hi, guys. I found your podcast not even a whole week ago, and I love it. My dad and I listen to your Spanish episodes together. He enjoys them as well, and he's your typical machista tough guy Mexican dad that doesn't like anything. So good job, guys. LOL. That is honestly an achievement. Thank you for that. Um. Anyway, dads are hard to please. Absolutely. You can take them to like a really good restaurant, and they're like, no sé, como que la carne estaba medio seca. Le faltó como tortillas. No sé, un jalapeñito. Um, and it's like, come on. Unless come it's a Chinese on. buffet, then everything immaculate. Five stars. Oh, I know we've mentioned this in so many of our episodes, but what the fuck is up with Mexican parents <laughs> and Chinese restaurants? They're keeping them in business. They really are. Okay, anyway, to my stories. They're not anything crazy, but they still scare me now. I think explaining our house and how it's set up is a big part to understanding some of my stories. Growing up, we lived in a big house that sat by itself on top of a hill. Our closest neighbors were probably a good 15 to 20 minutes uh, walk away. We had a driveway in the front house, or the front of the house had a big fence that we would close at night and another driveway going to the back of the house. But this driveway didn't have a gate, so it stayed open 24-7. But being as our house was so big and secluded, the only ones who knew about the back driveway were us as a big family the house was never quiet somebody was always yelling because the chancla was being thrown at them my siblings were playing lucha libre my mom had her loud as music playing because it was cleaning day or what have you one day my older sister 16 ish years old and i eight ish years old were home alone and it was the first time the house was quiet and still in a very long time I woke up before my sister, so I went to the living room to watch TV when I started hearing noises in the kitchen. 
I wish I could say it was neighbors or someone in our front yard, but like I said, we were pretty secluded and as a result, never got visitors. I clearly heard a conversation between an old woman with a horrible raspy voice like she was sick and a young woman. The old woman says, you can't go, he'll kill you. The younger woman says, I don't care, I'm going and you can't stop me. Followed by rapid footsteps coming my way, I heard I got my fat ass off that couch and ran to wake up my sister and told her to go check the house because I just heard voices, the fuck? She checked and there was nothing. I got my ass beat for waking her up. Oof. Mama, I hope you're okay. I can't say how far apart these stories are, but I know this one happened after the first story. My brother had moved out, but would occasionally surprise us and visit randomly. My sister and I shared a room, and our room was at the back of the house. We could see if anyone was coming in through the back driveway from our window. One night, I couldn't sleep, so I was laying there listening to my sister's sleep talk. Unrelated, but funny. When we first started sharing a room, she woke up in, in her sleep by groaning and writhing. She was on her period and having bad cramps. Seven-year-old me didn't know this, so I was panicking and shaking her and asking her what was wrong. She responded, George Washington's wife, as she fell silent. I heard a heart... Mary Washington? <laughs> what was her name? Martha? Martha, Martha Washington. Washington. <gasps> that woman. And she fell asleep. I had a hard time sleeping that night. <laughs> when i saw lights flash in our backyard oh. so i looked out the window it was a car driving in i couldn't tell what car but i knew it was headlights i got excited because i thought it was my brother coming to surprise us i didn't get out of bed i laid there excitedly waiting for him to barge in our room and surprise us that's when i heard heavy footsteps i'm talking like someone was wearing those big school scuba suit boots and trampling sound what the I'd fuck trampling around that is an that is a very specific <laughs> description. Scoopa suit boots. I didn't understand why my brother was making so much noise. It was the middle of the night and my dad was going to beat his ass for making so much noise. So I called for my brother and the footsteps stopped. Then started up again after a few minutes and they stopped right outside our bedroom door. I waited for the door to open, except I knew it wasn't going to be my brother on the other side. The door never opened, and the next morning I asked for my brother, and my mom said he didn't come home since his last visit a month before. Nobody else heard the first steps. Another time, my sister and I were hanging out in our room. I couldn't tell you what we were doing, but it was nighttime and someone knocked on our door. Then they turned the knob and opened it slightly. I was sitting in a position on the bed where if someone were on the other side of the door, I'd be able to see them. But nobody, nobody was there. They closed the door and knocked again, only to open the door again. This happened a few more times. Knocking, opening the door slightly, close it. Knock, open, close, until my sister said, please leave us alone, and the door stayed closed. Eventually, I bought these happenings up to my mom, and she said the house used to be a home for sick elderly people before we moved in. That explained the old woman in her kitchen, but not the rest of the happenings. We moved into a new house a few years later, unrelated to what was happening, and when we first moved in, there were two beings in the house, a tall dark shadow and a little girl in a white dress. My sister and brother both claimed to have seen the dark shadow in the living room. They said he walked down the stairs and walked straight into a corner of the living room. 
We saw him everywhere. The hallway, the kitchen, the dining room table, walking in and out of the house. He dropped a few boxes off the top of the fridge and my mom lo regaño. <laughs> she told him he didn't pay rent to be around doing that shit and he never did it again i love her mom wow we called the little girl lucy like the beatles song we only ever saw her walking up and down the hallway and we only saw her back never her face they disappeared after about a year or so it's been about eight years since we last saw them my mom recently got diagnosed with stage four cancer and we were given six months with her it's been four months and she's not looking good the dark shadow is back and only i've seen him I've only seen him out of the corner of my eye, but I genuinely think he's here for my mamita, and I don't know if she's he's good or bad. Like, just because he's a dark shadow doesn't necessarily mean he's bad. That's kind of racist. You're right. Anyway, like I said, the stories aren't very spooky, but I hope they served us entertainment for you two at least. Thanks for your time and keep up the good work. Abril. Wow. This was very well written. Thank you, April, for sharing your story. And I'm yeah. sorry about your mom. Yeah, that's... that. Um, when is the story from? This was actually from January, from earlier this year. I know she responded in April, but I didn't really ask for details. April responded in April? She did. <gasps> April? She's not going to respond till next April if you message her back. So thank you for sharing your story and for... um giving us those details but like you're right like she said that it doesn't the fact that the house previously was like a like a place where um like it wasn't assisted living place Mm -hmm. that doesn't really explain like the other stuff that was happening no so there might have been more i mean there might have been something before that well the only thing that i can think of is like for example if a family member passed away on the way to see their family member in long-term care. Mm-hmm. And that was basically them like coming to visit them. Mm-hmm. They're like replaying the speculation, but yeah. who knows? Um, George Washington's wife. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. And the, the scuba stuff, like maybe it was like a big, like, like a big person. I don't know. It just, when I think of it, I think like heavy. Yes. Like stomping footsteps, like really heavy. Well, thank you so much for sending your story, April. Yeah. We got any more? This will be the last, <laughs> the last case for the um, for the episode until the next one. So this was submitted to us by Maria C. So they said, "Hello, my name is Maria, and I'm from Utah. I also don't mind you saying my name on the podcast. I found your podcast in January, and now I'm a fan." Can't wait for the next episode. You guys make my day with the palate cleansers and just the chisme. I have some stories if you want more, like my mom hearing a skinwalker or seeing my neighbor's parents. I'll ask my family for more. We experience a lot of things since my grandma is kind of a bruja. If you want more, let me know as well. Here's this story. So where I live is in the country. All my neighbors are separated by one or two acres. Beside my house and my neighbor, David, we are right next to each other. I've known him since I was eight. I'm 26 now. This last September, I got a knock on my door around 7 p.m. It was my neighbor's little brother, Carlos. He asked me if I can help pick up David. He's having trouble getting up. So I head over and I thought he fell and broke a bone. He is older, like in his 70s. 
Well, right before I got close to where David is at Carlos with no fucks says to me, just know he's naked, but I know you have seen a naked man in your life. When I saw David, he didn't look okay. He had trouble talking, so I assumed he had a stroke. I called 911, and after an hour, he is sent to the hospital. Well, in early October, he passed away. What was wrong is he had a golf ball-sized tumor in the back of his eye no one knew. Carlos's wife, Sandy, didn't tell us anything besides uh, he's in a nursing home and he had only six months to live until a week before Halloween. So during that time, we thought he was alive and getting taken care of until then. Well, David had three houses. The first he had next to me was a farmhouse his father made. The second house is the family home where he grew up in, and the third house was the one he bought for him and his ex-wife. He never sold it, just kept it, hoping she would come back. Well, my brother's best friend, Dion, and his family live close to the second house, and they pass it every day when heading into town. Well, the older brother, Abel, and their family passed the house and saw David. Well, later that day, he told my brother, Hey, I saw David. He looks hella sick. Is he okay? Well, my brother explained that he had a tumor, but nothing more. Well, a week after that, Carlos finally told me he passed. And he always and they already buried him. Abel doesn't believe in the paranormal. He lived in a haunted house as a kid. He experienced nothing, just his family did. My brother told Abel that David passed before he even saw him. Yeah, he's been pretty shook since. In December, my brother saw him too. He was walking to his mailbox, and he eventually just went behind a bush and was gone. My brother wasn't scared, just saddened. He was a big part of our lives, so it hurt knowing he wouldn't say goodbye to him. He did light a candle for him on Dia de los Muertos. Since then, we feel like the house isn't alone. We often hear someone inside making noises, especially after he passed, the noises were so loud. We just thought his brother was in the house cleaning. It was really David. Wow. So he's still in the house with them? Sounds like it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Maria. Poor man. What a way to go. Yeah. I mean, it happens, though. Like, it... Like, someone that has that strong of a personality will... Yeah. And he liked them enough that he's still with them. Yep. That's true. So I would feel very privileged. Yep. I think that ended on a good note, huh? Yeah. It was very... It was Positive. light, light, yes. light, positive paranormal. Not like something terrible and traumatic and dark. And it's like, okay, good night, everyone. Yeah. Like this was goodbye. This was good. So, yeah. Wow. That was a very pleasant story to end on. Uh huh. So again, thank you so much, Maria. And thank you to everyone that submitted their stories. Yes. Thank you so much. Keep sending them. Yeah. And if you have any follow up stuff, go ahead and send them. Yeah. We will be responding to, um, the emails it'll just take me a while but um if you want your story to be shared on the on the podcast you're welcome to email us um again that email is guestbookypodcast at gmail.com yeah yeah guestbookypodcast at gmail.com or sending it to the instagram at guestbookypodcast yep i was confused with twitter because on twitter we're guestbookypod yeah and on twitter we don't usually collect stories um so 
use one or the other of instagram or email yeah. whichever is easiest but we accept follow both. us on twitter if you want us if you want to see us talk shit because that's where we talk <laughs> shit that's where we talk shit or we fucking what do we even have the twitter for we don't ever like share anything paranormal it's just us talking shit or retweeting well stuff. usually yeah I, re- I retweet um anything that i find either paranormal movie related or funny yeah so. Yeah, you're welcome to follow us and send us your stuff. Do you have anything anything else? Yes. Well, we yeah. have another episode coming out, but happy holidays. It's it's Christmas time, 2022. Happy Chrysler. Happy Chrysler. Read the outro. Oh, sorry. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> sorry. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Spooky Podcast and on Twitter at Spooky Pod. Also, email us any story suggestions or your own scary stories at GetSpookyPodcast at gmail.com. A special thanks to Taylor Turner for the artwork and Kyle Fields for the intro music. Thank you for joining us on our cheeky sode number four. Bye bye <laughs>